Hey everyone, I'm Phil Albertelli, and this is the Week in Doubt, a podcast for atheists, agnostics, and whoever, and this is episode 197. Let's begin. So first up, I want to take a moment to defend the amazing atheist, aka TJ Kirk. Not that he needs the likes of me and my humble little channel to defend him, but hey, as you're probably aware, he's a somewhat divisive or divisive tomato-tomato figure in the atheist community. Uh, but I personally like him. I, I know some people don't care for what they see as his sometimes over-the-top and in-your-face style. But it doesn't bother me. I have a rather inappropriate sense of humor and I'm not easily offended. Anyway, what led me to want to talk about him on the show is that I was following this feud that was going on between him and another YouTuber named Jenny McDermott. If you're not familiar, and now we're really going to get steeped in some YouTube drama, Jenny McDermott is a feminist YouTuber, I uh, think she might be an atheist too, who has a tendency for getting into online fights and feuds. And I'm not saying this to be cruel, I'm actually trying to remain somewhat respectful, but she's known for having online meltdowns, having her channels terminated, that sort of thing. I'll try not to really go into any of her personal stuff, like the allegations that have been made against her concerning some drama that supposedly went down between her and her employer, etc. I'm really not interested in that stuff, and I really don't personally have anything against her. I was just put off by some of the things she said in a recent response video she made to TJ, the amazing atheist, and I want to offer a logical, rational reply to some of her statements. And first off, in fairness to her, I know she probably felt like she had been put on the defensive and maybe that caused her to want to lash out. There was already some bad blood between her and TJ and the other members of the Drunken Peasants. And TJ had mentioned her again in a recent video he did about the insufferable Steve Shives. But I think even if you're feeling defensive or you feel like you're being attacked, you should still try to formulate a logical response instead of firing off statements in the heat of the moment that don't really hold water. I think the first thing that she said that was erroneous, and here I am being uh, an oddie, as the kids like to say. Is that uh, politically incorrect? But she said quite disdainfully that TJ is a 40-year-old man. I believe TJ is 30 or 31 at the most. Um, now, I might be closer to that ballpark. I'm older than Sargon, but younger than Thunderfoot. And younger than Cenk Uger. And definitely younger than Stefan Malinue. Malamute, and I have more hair. Um, should I retire from YouTube? Uh, it's like Logan's run. Once you reach a certain age, man, that's it. End of the line. She made a similarly snarky comment about Thunderfoot's age. Uh, I don't think we should guilt people about age. Not only is it mean-spirited, it's just absurd. As long as your mental faculties are still there, who cares how old you are? You still have a right to express yourself and reach out to other people. We tend to think of YouTube and social media in general as a young person's game, but social media, in my opinion, is for everyone. It allows people from all over the globe, from all walks of life, to communicate and share ideas, and we shouldn't try to deter people from taking part because something as petty as age. And I think Jenny herself has had some nasty comments about her age leveled at her, and maybe to some degree that's why she's so focused on it. Then she turns around 
one does the same thing to other people. The other thing she did that rubbed me the wrong way was she tried to belittle TJ for not having a quote-unquote real job. And even though I worked my ass off doing construction, yep, still letting that design degree go to waste, I nevertheless can't stand this catty allegation that having a successful YouTube channel isn't a real job. I think anything you can do legally that allows you to successfully make a living or support yourself is a real job. Some jobs are cushier than others. Some people, yours truly, work outside with their hands, while others work in an air-conditioned office. But that doesn't mean that the office job isn't a quote-unquote real job. And Jenny's made a lot of videos, so she should know the work and planning and thought that goes into making a YouTube video. Doing that day in and day out and being able to financially support yourself by doing so, I think that should be commended, not ridiculed. So that's that. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about on a more somber note is the Bastille Day terror attack in Nice, France yesterday. So I was listening to the news all day, and I know as of the last I've heard that supposedly there's been no definitive connections made yet between the perpetrator and any radical Islamist groups such as ISIS, but French Tunisian dude ramming a big truck full of munitions through a crowd on a national holiday, I'll put my money on terrorism. Uh, now, supposedly the guy was disgruntled, was in the process of a divorce, I think, and was recently fired from his job. And I'm sure that was a factor, just like the San Bernardino shooter was an Islamist, but also a disgruntled employee who chose his workplace as his target. There can be other factors, but that doesn't negate the role religion has to play. I imagine the majority of terrorists are quote-unquote disgruntled about something or come from less-than-ideal backgrounds. With the exception of people like Osama bin Laden, who came from a wealthy, privileged family, could have done anything he wanted to do with his life, but nevertheless chose extremism and terrorism. And Mohammed Atta and a number of other terrorists uh, were also college-educated and came from good families. I'm not sure what the point is I'm trying to make. I think it's just a response to the people who try to say that these attacks have nothing to do with religion or Islam specifically, and that they're due to other factors. Well, it certainly has something to do with religion. The perpetrators claim to be committing these acts of terror in the name of their religion. And the text, uh, well, in this case, the Quran, can be interpreted as justifying violence against quote-unquote infidels. And this is a point I've been trying to drive home since at least the brutal killing of Lee Rigby. And another point that I touched on a bit in the wake of the Pulse nightclub massacre is that I think in a strange way that, and I'm not the first person to make this point, that the moderates and um, the religious in general are complicit in some of this madness. Even if you're a peaceful Muslim or a happy, clappy Christian, by promoting the belief in religion in the embracing of superstition and supernatural claims that can't be proven, by suggesting that believing in such things is somehow inherently noble, you help set the stage for those who take a not-so-peaceful interpretation. I don't think we could magically stamp out religion even if we wanted to, not overnight anyway, uh, but I think as a species, if we want to survive, we should keep pushing for secularism. And just to reiterate, lest I be taken out of context. 
I'm not saying that Christians had anything to do with the Nice terror attack or any other radical Islamist attack. I was just trying to make the bigger point that even if you're a peaceful moderate, by promoting religion in general, by promoting and embracing these supernatural faith claims that can't be empirically proven, you're sending the message out to the rest of humanity that faith is a good thing. And I think that's something we need to get away from. And as I've talked about a lot on the show, I've never understood why faith is supposedly inherently noble. If you believe in something without evidence in most other areas of life, you'd be called gullible or foolhardy. Uh, but when it comes to religion, somehow it's inherently noble. And yeah, religion can inspire some good, but it can also inspire people to do a lot of bad, too, and wreak a lot of carnage. And to put it glibly, since it's most likely all made up anyway, why take the chance? Why leave it hanging around as potential fuel for the fire of violence and extremism? Um, I think it would be better as a species if we just kept moving towards secularism, as I said. And once again, just so I'm not accused of being politically correct or tiptoeing around, I'm not saying that all religions are equal. I think different religions have their different pros and cons. Some are more prone to violence than others. And different religions can pose a greater or lesser threat at a given point in time in history. And at this point in time, right now, it's radical Islam that we have to worry about on the world stage. That's just the way it is, politically correct or not. So a final note on this attack. I was driving home from work today, and as I was sitting behind the wheel, I was thinking how, for most of us, merely accidentally bumping a pedestrian with our car would be a nightmare. How does someone intentionally plow through a crowd of human beings, killing over 80, many still hanging between life and death? Once again, at least in part, it has to do with religion and extremist ideology. You may be a miserable prick to start, but religion offers you the excuse, the justification, the belief that the heinous carnage you wreak is for some higher purpose, that the unmaking of your fellow human beings is somehow the will of God. Actually, there's a HuffPost comment I found in response to the Nice attack that I liked, and it's by someone named Naveed Ghalib, probably someone who comes from a Muslim background himself. If people stopped worrying so much about the afterlife and focused more on making this life better, we would be all set, sad what this world has come to. Then someone named Rick Olson replies, Hitchin said it best, religion poisons everything. All the good it may do by way of good people is undone by the act of one. And I know in the past, I've been a lot more tolerant of religion. I've really gone out of my way to emphasize the things I like about certain faith traditions. And I still like those things. But I've had it up to my eyeballs with all these terror attacks and uh, I'm losing my patience with religious people trying to make excuses for religion. But anyway, you guys know the drill. You can like the show on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter. You can 
rate or subscribe to the show through iTunes. Uh, you can check out the YouTube channel. Maybe you're doing that now. If you want to help support the show monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash theweekendout and help the show out by donating as little as 99 cents a month. Or you can use the PayPal widget at the bottom of the Podbean page. There's all that alliteration. And this episode originally started out as an OBS project. That's uh, open broadcasting or open broadcast software, I believe. And I actually bought a webcam and I recorded myself. And for some reason, it's an HD webcam. The uh, video and the audio were out of sync. And it was really annoying. And I'm still trying to learn my way around uh, things like how to get the best lighting and the best uh, webcam results so I don't look like some bluely lit undead ghoul. Uh, (laughs) I might leave some of the little clips of me as Easter eggs in the YouTube version. Uh, We'll see what happens. But anyways, thanks for listening, guys. And until next time. (laughs) 